Monday morning, the 21st of March, 2022, and this is the Semper Reformata podcast, and welcome to our weekly Northern Ireland news and prayer update, a very brief look at the news as it affects the church here, and of course with some suggestions for prayer. Okay, let's begin with Ukraine, and do please keep praying about the conflict in Ukraine, praying for the aid efforts among those fleeing over the borders, and especially for the Christian churches there. Please bear in mind that Ukraine is not by any means a perfect democracy. Many of the paramilitary neo-Nazi groups there, like the notorious Azov battalions, have now been armed to the teeth with Western weaponry. And in Northern Ireland, we know exactly what happens when paramilitary forces are armed by foreign governments. They tend to turn on their own people. They use their newfound military might to increase their criminal activities. The ordinary people of Ukraine, the decent, hard-working people who live in the cities and the country, will certainly need our prayers in the days ahead, even when the present conflict ends. So do be in prayer for Ukraine. What about the Assembly of the Wicked? That's the Northern Ireland Assembly at Stormont. Um, They had the second confirmatory reading of the Abortion Services Safe Access Zones Bill last Monday, a week ago, 13th of March. And again, the motion passed, with 57 MLAs voting for the bill and 28 against. Now, that's the bill that will criminalise Christians who offer prayer and help and support for women who attend abortion clinics to have their baby killed in the womb. Now the bill will not only deprive Christians of a valuable opportunity to share the good news and offer help to young mothers in turmoil and in difficulty, but it will also criminalise those that proclaim God's love to mothers and babies. And it will deprive many of those women a final opportunity to think about what they're doing and to avoid the lifetime of guilt and regret that can follow. In the days leading up to this second reading, many Christians have been lobbying other professing Christian members of the Ulster Unionist Party. If just two of those members had been prepared to obey God rather than man, or rather a man, their party leader, they could have joined with the other anti-abortion MLAs to sign a petition of concern, which would halt the bill on its tracks. There are MLAs who are members of evangelical churches. There are elders in churches who voted for the bill. And one wonders what their pastors think of them and what Christian teaching they are receiving in their local churches. The psalmist in Psalm 1 verse 1-2 to says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. Well, the final reading of the bill will be tomorrow. That's Tuesday, the 22nd of March. And that will pass this dreadful bill into law. So pray. Pray today that God will give these MLAs the courage to be like the Hebrew lads of the book of Daniel, who refused to bow to the idolatrous image of the king of the land. Pray that the bill will fail. Over in the House of Lords on Wednesday the 16th of March, Lord Forsyth's Assistant Suicide Amendment 
was thankfully defeated in the House of Lords by 179 votes to 145. No doubt that'll be a major upset for the assisted suicide lobby. They were expecting to win that vote. They'll be back. You can be sure of it. Keep praying. Keep watching. Let's go over to the United States of America. And just when I thought that I had the script for this wee podcast episode finished, the American president, Joe Biden, pulled a rabbit out of the hat. What a man. Last Thursday, of course, was St. Patrick's Day, when all the really important Irish people go to the great home of Irishness, Washington, D.C. And they were all there. The big event of the day was the Shamrock Ceremony, when Irish Joe the President gets presented with a bowl of shamrock by a real Irishman from Ireland. Except that it couldn't be done because the real Irishman had COVID. Anyway, a video of Joe appeared later on Twitter and there he was with his sprig of shamrock in his lapel and he was saying, wait for it, I may be Irish, but I'm not stupid. Well, what an insult to the very people and culture he was supposed to be celebrating, to imply that people from Ireland are stupid. Actually, I don't really blame Joe Biden, come to think of it. I actually think Joe Biden is ill. I really think Joe Biden needs to be in a care home, certainly not in the White House. I think the blame lies with the people who elected him, with the faceless people who are manipulating him behind the scenes and perhaps manipulating far more than him. What a thought. The leader of the free world is clearly senile. God help us and preserve us from all these conniving, merciless, ruthless people. On an even more sinister note, and staying in the United States, this year Leah Thomas has won the highest US National College swimming title, winning the women's 500-yard freestyle. Except, of course, that Leah Thomas is a man. He's William Thomas. He's a physiological man with 15% more muscle mass, 15% more lung capacity than a woman. And rightfully, people are asking why the real female athletes didn't boycott the race. But in the American college system, scholarships depend on participation in sport. But the girls who won the second and third place did make a stand and the fourth place. They actually stood together, and they stood apart from the man who had unfairly beaten them for a photo call. It made a very interesting photograph indeed. Well, today's Grace Gem is from A.W. Pink. Pink wonders, why is it that even among those who profess to be the Lord's people, there is so little real subjection to his word, and that its precepts are so lightly esteemed and so readily set aside? Today, it's not just Pink who wonders that. When we see professing Christians having little regard for the law of God, the precepts of the Lord, we must ask, have they forgotten that the God we serve expects us to obey him and to honour him, to fear the Lord? Pink says, Ah, what needs to be stressed today is that God is a God to be feared. Happy as the person who has been awed by a view of God's majesty, who has a vision of God's unutterable greatness, his ineffable holiness, his perfect righteousness, his irresistible power and his sovereign grace. Time was, says Pink, that it was the general custom to speak of a believer as a God-fearing man. 
that such an appellation has become extinct only serves to show where we have drifted. Nevertheless, it still stands written, like as a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. Psalm 103, verse 13. You can find more of those little comments and little devotionals on gracegems.org. Well, that's it for today. If you have any news from Northern Ireland that you'd like included, I can't include everything, then email me, bob at bobmacavoy.co.uk. That's b-o-b at b-o-b-m-c-e-v-o-y dot co dot uk. This week on the regular podcast, join me tomorrow, Tuesday, for the Catechism class going live on Spotify at 1pm shortly after on the other podcast platforms. Well, that's all for now. Don't give up. Lift up your head. Don't be discouraged. Let's keep watching, keep waiting, keep praying, keep believing in our sovereign Lord who overrules everything in this universe he created. <laughs>